You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Fantasy Six Pack Hour with your hosts Joe Bob and AJ Apple. Touchdown! All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, not as usual, although he's always here, but always. not on not on screen. Mike LaPlante. Unfortunately, AJ is uh, out sick this week, so uh, Mike is filling in. And um, yeah, well, I like to time. call it his bye week. Yeah, <laughs> he just didn't want to be here. Um, <laughs> anyway, no. Uh, so we're gonna have a good show. Um, talking some week seven rankings uh, through some start sit questions um and uh that kind of stuff but obviously before we jump into some of that stuff let's uh please hit that subscribe button hit that like button leave those comments leave those five star reviews we appreciate it It helps us out a a lot and of course guys the uh all access memberships are still open fantasy sixpack.net slash plans you're going to get access to our award-winning rankings um both idp and offensive rankings um you're going to get access to all of our dfs content um the projections and then best of all you get to talk to all of us on discord and and that's where the real value comes in you get to ask us all the little like nitty-gritty questions about your league your trade your waiver wire whatever it is because yeah i mean let's be real content is good content is helpful but we can't specify the content to you. That's where you get to do it. You get to ask us, hey, should I pick up this player for this player? Should I trade this guy for this guy? You know, content is generalized, and it has to be because that's all we can do. So, um, all right, man. Mike, you ready to bring on our guest and roll through this? Absolutely. Bring him on in. All right. We got Steve Hungarder. AKA IDP Hunter on Twitter. Um, how's it going, man? What's going on? It's going good. How about you guys? Good, good. I'm um, glad yeah, to have you here, here man. We, we, you know, we talked about it, you know, before the show, before the season started, getting you on here uh, to talk some IDP. Um, but, you know, today you're going to do a little bit of both for us. Um, you're going to help us run through all the offensive uh, questions 
And then uh, at the end, we'll, we'll let you do what you do and uh, give us some IDP advice. Um, so before we jump into that, though, man, I, I, I want to just talk about this general like this week is a struggle for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. Not only do we have six teens on buy, right? That's an enormous amount. We have injuries just piling up. I mean, I know play I know people starting running backs that have no business being in, in lineups right now. But like I mean, what is look, we got probably probably a good example, right? We had a question on Discord today. Hey, do I just punt this week? Or do I drop these valuable receivers to go pick up some scrub running back on the, on the waiver wire just to have a warm body? It was a tough, it was a tough answer. You know, like one of it was like, should I swap out my kicker? And I'm like, well, well, yes, <laughs> kicker's a kicker. Um, but you know, he, I think his worst receiver was Josh Downs. And I'm like, oof, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough drop. And he's, you know, the best running back he could have possibly picked up might've been, I, I think it was Damien Williams or maybe one of the Rams running backs, not named Zach Evans. And it's like, eesh, like, I don't know, maybe do just take the zero. Cause what, you're going to get like a point and a half from that guy. And like, what's he going to do for you? And to, you're going to lose Josh Downs. So like, I don't know, like, what do you do in that situation? See, so like, how do you get through these weeks? We got, you know, injuries piling up all left and right. We've got, you know, tons of players on by. People are desperation mode. <laughs> I mean, you just got to work it. Uh, you got to look at your team. I mean, I am an habitual user of the taxi squad and the IRs. So if I can stash guys later on, especially like IDP. IDP to me, honestly, it's like skeleton crew i could dump those guys and bring them in hmm. back and forth so it's all about roster construction these jamie would take the zero apparently <laughs> two weeks ahead you gotta think two weeks ahead almost with this stuff. yeah i mean it's tough though when the injuries get you at the same time you might have tried to play in two weeks ahead but you're still gonna get burnt by injuries you know i mean i had cmc and i'm in i'm in that same sort of situation thankfully i was able to snag i either had eli mitchell stashed on my bench you had monty too to grab jordan mason so I've got that swap possible on Monday night, but I know not everybody is in that, you know, friendly of a situation. People are just, you know, and they might not be able to wait till Monday to figure out what CMC is going to do. Right. So you're going to have to make that decision. And I don't know. It's, it's rough, man. Um, yeah. Jamie's over here saying he's got to have to start Matt Breida in a super flex. And of course that's um, like worthless at this point because, you know, with Barkley back, Matt Breida doesn't touch the ball. So, and, and on that note, you know, a common strategy, and most of us veterans know, you know, you never put your flex players on Thursday night. Of course not. You don't. So, you know, you put the one o'clock guys early to put your Thursday early. So that way you give yourself predictability. If you find out, oh, I don't know, James Robinson is starting as an example, you have time to maneuver. So those Sunday, Monday, what ifs, then you have time to do it. Of so. course. Yeah. I mean, I've got, but I, I mean, I, I, I legit have a league where everybody except for one player on my bench, Jordan Mason is on by. <laughs> well, you can play devil's advocate with that too. Like, okay, this is a guaranteed L, but the rest of the season I'm going on, you know, 
I guess. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I've got like the third most points in that league, but I'm three and three. I'm so pissed. (laughs) But yeah, other than a kicker and maybe like a backup tight end, I don't even know why you're keeping more than two on most, most setups, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I am I'm, I'm keeping my studs. I'm trying to protect them. So Yeah, I mean at, at some point you've got to look at long term. I mean like I guess if I was like man, I guess if I'm like 2 and 4, 1 and 5, maybe you're just hoping and praying that you know you kind of strike gold on something, but if I'm in good shape and I can, you know, kind of eat the L, then maybe you just have to do it sometimes. You know, right. it 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 does suck, but um we're we're probably gonna have another bad bye week coming up. I um the NFL always seems to do it to us. I don't know which week it is, but I think it was 13 last I looked. It was the other six. <sighs> of course it week. is like the week before week. playoffs start, right? You know, let's just let's have some fun with people. Um but all right, man. So bring you in here to uh to kind of run through rankings with us. Uh what we do here is we do start sit uh scenarios that the producer over here, Mike LaPlante, comes up with. Usually he's just the voice in the sky that gives them to us. But uh, we'll kind of cycle through in them your, here. I'm the yep. guy in your eyes tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jamie, week 12, there's no buys because it's, uh, well, that's the Thanksgiving week. So they don't do buys that week. Because they have also Thursday next games, week. Friday games. There's no buys next, next week? No, we talked about this the other night, too. Or I remember talking with you about it. Yeah, next week there's no buys. And then they go right back to it. But then I think it's it was either week 11 or week 13 um, that you had six teams on by. And they were some. It is you know, 13. Like, There's actually bye weeks in week 14. Yeah, it's not fun. I think the, one of them is the Cardinals. Cardinals and Commanders. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are no bye weeks. I don't get it. Like, just spread it out. <laughs> like, four, three. I know you can't do odd numbers. So, four. Did it used every- to be like that? I believe it did. Four every week, yeah. just get them over with. Week five through ten, be done. I don't know if that math makes sense, but quickly. In my yeah, head, I don't know how make. they. I don't know how they decide the time frame of like when the buys start, and then also how many teams are taken off for that week. I wonder I how that process goes down. One hundred percent certain. Roger Goodell hates fantasy football. He does everything <laughs> in his power to to screw us. <laughs> including making NFL never stop. So I then can't stop. You should be real happy Exhausted. to know that he signed a three-year extension. Hmm. Oh, no. Nope. Absolutely <laughs> not. Move well, on. So here we go. Week nine, you have Denver, Detroit, Jacksonville, San Francisco. Week 10, Kansas City, Rams, Dolphins, Eagles. So nine and ten are your big mm-hmm. ones. And then this week, uh, week seven, you got Panthers, Bengals, Cowboys, Texans, Jets, Titans. So – Eight weeks to buy for four. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah. Thanks for doing the math there. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I was off by two weeks. But anyway, I think you get my point. Still, yeah. it just needs to be done. <laughs> Five through 12. <laughs> be done with it. Um, I mean, let's anyway. face it. All right, Mike. Let, let's jump in here to our first question of the night. All right. And Steve, you get to start us off here. Um, yeah, like we said, it's rough. Uh, QB injuries, QB bye weeks. So we're we're looking between Jordan Love at the Denver Broncos or Sam Howell at the Giants. Who you got? Right. Um, shocker, I'm an IDP guy, so I'm going to take this through the IDP lens. Um, answers love, but let me give you a little analysis here. When I, when I compare the two, okay, uh, from a defensive perspective – 
Denver's giving up 21.5 points per game to the quarterback. Giants giving up 16.3. Shocker, we all know the Denver defense is bad, like historically bad. Um, I was doing some numbers, just doing a little digging. It's what I like to do. Um, if you take out that 70-point blowout the Dolphins did on them a couple weeks ago, just take that out, throw that game away. The, the Broncos still gave up over 100 points this year, and that still ranks them. That Even without that game, they'd still be the second-worst defense in the NFL. So yeah. if you put all that together, Jordan Love, start him, set it, and forget it. He worries me just even as a Packers fan with that incom- that completion rating. At this point, I'm going to be starting to call it an incompletion rating with how low it is. But, all right, Joe, who are you taking? Jordan Love? Uh, yeah, I'm wow. taking Jordan Love also, man. Uh, I can't uh, – matchup just says it all. I know Jordan Love has been bad the last couple of weeks. and um, You're telling me. It's, uh, you know, it started off very promising for the guy, but, I mean – Sometimes you've just got to let the matchup do the talking and don't get crazy with it. I mean, the Giants have been, you know, they've been sneaky decent on defense. It's just their offense that can't do crap. And so, um, yeah, I mean, Howell will be fine, but he's definitely in like, you know, the 16, 17, 18 range, maybe slightly higher uh love can you know his projections right now have him inside the top 10 qb range so um with how bad that denver defense has been all right unfortunately guys i cannot make this a clean sweep when i did my research uh, it's howl for me but it is close because of the matchup and i might have a little packer bias behind it we'll find <laughs> out we'll find out so both of them have two top finishes, uh, top 10 finishes this year so far. Howell has been QB5 the past three games on fire while Love is at QB16. We've seen the decline with the turnovers and, honestly, the lack of yards. Jordan Love hasn't had a game this year with over 260 passing yards yet. He's, been in, he's getting kind of vaulted up because of the touchdown production, which, I mean, I get it, but you can't predict those. Meanwhile, Howell has three games of over 290 passing yards, so I just think it's a little bit of a safer floor. And part of me thinks my my gut says this matchup is a trap. Broncos allow 35.8 points to running backs, worse than the league, and that is by a huge margin to the number two. So, I mean, they may not even need to throw the ball. They just allow a lot of they allow a lot of fancy points everywhere. So that's fair. I'll give you that. But it's almost one of those games where it might be a trap to where they might not even need to throw it. It's a rivalry game. That's fair. That's fair. But that's just my take. I can't make it a clean sweep. Sorry. We'll move on. Maybe this one will be it. But, Joe, you get to start us off. Again, rough matchups this week. Rough, rough starts. Brock Purdy at Minnesota or Jared Goff at the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, I'm thinking Brock Purdy. Uh, I know, you know, we're looking at possibly CMC missing, uh, Debo missing, so that's going to hurt. Uh, but, look, we, we've seen time and time again that San Francisco offense figure it out, even when they're missing a couple of, of really talented players. Um, they'll get George Kittle more involved, right? Ayuk um, is still going to be there. Um, and, look, Pur- Purdy's just got the, the far better matchup. We're talking about the team who mm-hmm. allows the 10th most points to quarterbacks to the team that allows, like, the second least so, or actually the least. Um, it, 
it's a you know golf, golf okay this, this could be a struggle bus game big time for for golf unfortunately i think all right, and then uh, so I already I made an executive decision since I'm producer Mike. We're gonna bounce uh, off of you two guys starting and, and going first and second since I got. <laughs> You're ask always the, the tiebreaker. Okay. Yes, yeah. I'll, I'll be the tiebreaker for tonight. So Steve, you get to take it. Um, it's party for me as well. But you know, if you were just to give me those two names, it's kind of misleading. Um, you know, if if, if I didn't have any context, because you know the context matters, of course, I'd say golf would be the ceiling. Purdy would be the floor. He's very solid. But as Joe alluded to, let's look at the matchup, okay? Not only is Minnesota the 10th worst, not only if they keep losing games, they may even start rebuilding. But, you know, the matchup is really telling. Uh, Minnesota gives up 18.4 points a game to that position, the quarterback, versus golf. Golf's going against a solid, I mean, a decent matchup with the, with the Ravens. They only give up 10.5. Plus, mm-hmm. he's got to deal with studs on the IDP side of the ball, Roquan Smith. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, I'm. Uh, I would be very uh, nervous. Although, does Hamilton get suspended for, or is that just a college thing? He got ejected last game, right? Uh, who's that? Hamilton. No, he's playing. Yeah, he's. Oh, not, yeah. He's is that but just a college eject- thing? He did I know when they get ejected in college, you you like miss. Yeah. You miss the first half of the next game or something. I didn't know if the NFL did that. Yeah, no, no, he's he's good. He's playing, and uh, like I said, the matchup is is a little bit too solid. And you know, the line's like to throw it around, so I can see a lot of turnover there. Birdie is a safe play, and like I said, I hate to I hate to even say this, but during the bye weeks, start start Purdy and forget it. Birdie is turning into a you need to start him anyway type play almost. Like he's he's looking good. Except last no, week, I think he's like a, last week was he's rough. like that Volkswagen car you have in your garage. I mean, you don't. It's not sexy. It's not a Corvette. You know, you're not going to pick chicks up in it. But he'll get you to work. You know. But uh, yeah. you're right. He has stats this year. Why not? I mean, he's QB thirteen <laughs> even after that. He's a little shoddy, but he gets you from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. I mean, the nickname needs to stand thirty for Purdy because how many thirty point games has he put up this year? I, I'll have to look Zero, that up. It, actually, there's a but, bunch. What what but, leagues are you in? No, the 49ers. They put up 30 points a game. Oh, oh, oh they were oh, they oh, were averaging it. Before, I should have uh, clarified points. that. Yeah. Like, yeah, before he hasn't put up any, but before last plus, week against he gives the up Browns, 20 points a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you oh, look at the 49ers funny. this year, they're putting up points, so he's gonna get some. Oh yeah. But, I mean, I'm the clean sweep on this one. It is Purdy for me. Baltimore is first against the Colts, like just piggybacking off your matchup talk um, against Q- – not the Colts, QBs, allowing only 10.4 points a game. That's scary. Um, so, Goff, yeah. he has been Look QB at this, though. Six. Week one? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, put Steelers, they put up 30, point, 30 to 7. Rams, 30 to 23. 49er Giants, 30 to 20. 35. Oops, you're breaking up. A little uh, you're going to get points out Purdy, so why not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, I mean, it, it's it's Purdy for me as well. I mean, Goff has been hotter the past three week, uh, three games at QB6. Uh, Purdy's at QB8, but the difference uh, is a total of six points uh, 55.1 to 61.2. So, or six points. So, it's, it's, it's that minute of a difference to go for the matchup in the tiebreaker. So, that's a clean sweep. 
All right, we're going to move on then to the running backs. And, Steve, you get to start us off here. And this one's a fun one. I know Joe had fun answering this. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, these guys are both gross. I know, but, I mean, these are real-life scenarios that people are going through. I mean, the running uh, not, back room right now is gross. It is. Uh, Najee Harris coming off the bye against the Rams. Or Roshan Johnson, I mean, who, let's be honest, he didn't practice today, today either, so he may not even play. So if you guys want to just right. plug in Deontay Foreman for this one instead, that works too as well um, against the Raiders. or Yeah, the Raiders. Yeah. Steve, all you. I took I took Rose, uh, Roshan Johnson, and again, he's questionable, so check the concussion protocols. That's what he's in. And, I mean, there's not really a lot of analysts here. It's a flip of a coin, really. But but let, let's just say one thing. He's playing the Raiders. He's playing the Raiders. He's playing the Raiders. So, yeah. I get it. I I went I went Harris uh, and and I didn't even think about like maybe being able to swap out whoever with the injury type of thing. But I went Harris because I just don't know if I trust Johnson to get the bulk of the workload, even if he's in there. Like he may not even get fifty percent of the carries. Where at least we know Najee will. They haven't been good, <laughs> but he's still getting the work. Um, so it's, it's not going to be pretty with either one of these guys, in my opinion. Um, but I'll still take Harris and I know the matchup is brutal, but I'm going to go with the volume play over this one. I mean, I don't even look up the matchups being as brutal as Roshan will get more points than Harris and Roshan doesn't play. Jamie's hot with this Roshan Johnson stuff. I mean, he, he drafted him in Scott Fishbowl first round, just, just full disclosure there. That's Hey. (laughs) Why not? Why not? In that, in that, in that league, you got to be bold. <laughs> um, I actually, I'm siding with Steve on this one. Uh, little, little fun nugget here. Uh, at this point, I just go for the upside of Roshan Johnson because, like you, like you laid it out, Joe. It's not been pretty. It's not been good. Yeah, there's been volume, but it's the. Not only is Harris look bad, but the offense looks just as bad. Like I don't know which one looks worse. And it's not helping him at all because if he's going to get all this, you know, kind of poor man's volume, not going to get the reception work, he needs the uh, red zone work, which they're not getting into the red zone. Right, no, that's a valid point. <laughs> so Look, it I doesn't like help. One of these guys, to be honest with you, but, but I, I, I get it. Little nugget here: Colts tight end Kylan Granson, who's tight end nineteen on the year for context, has thirty-one points this year. Uh, Najee Harris, RB forty-two. Yes, he's had a bye week. Um, but he's only at 30.9 points. Like the tight end 19, tight end 19 is scoring more points than Najee Harris. You're going to make me cry, Mike. It is one more game, but come on. We're going to in too many places for you to tell me that crap stuff. Me too. Me too. I'm sorry. I'm a Najee believer, but I gotta, I'm, I'm going to admit what I was wrong. was there, man. I was, I was, I was in on it, but all right, let's move on because I'm already sad. <laughs> First, my monitor breaks, and now my Najee Harris is broken. Well, that was a long time ago, but anyway, the um, offense is broken just as much, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, Joe, you get to, you get to start us off with another primo matchup. Uh, and this one's this one's a matchup of running backs in the same in the same game. Though, you want Jonathan Taylor versus the Browns? That ugly matchup, or Jerome Ford on the other side against the Colts? So 
I had a really tough time picking this one, but I ultimately went with Jonathan Taylor, and I know the matchup is atrocious. Um, God awful. I still like we've we've already seen it. Week two, we saw the utilization go up for Jonathan Taylor. Um, I'm trying to look at the exact stats now. Um, sorry about that. Should have had that no, up ready to go. But um, it's just it's yeah. Scary. We played so last so week and, between week five and week six, his snap count went from 16 percent to 43 percent. Gonna go up again. His rushing attempt percentage went up from 18 percent to 53 percent. Gonna go up again. Jonathan Taylor is an elite running back. You do not sit an elite running back who is on the cusp of getting 60 to 65% of the carries for that team. He's going to run more routes than Zach Moss. Zach Moss is getting more and more pushed out of the way, as we all expected it. It just took a little longer than I think everybody thought. Um, and, yes, Jamie's bringing up another point that I was going to bring up, too. Hunt's snaps are actually increasing. So you get kind of the double whammy of the opposite effect happening in Cleveland where Kareem Hunt is started to take more work away from Jerome Ford. Now, Jerome Ford actually saw his rushing attempt percentage go up this last game, but that was just a dirty, like, grinded-out game. They're possibly getting Watson back. So we'll see what this offense looks like this week with, you know, Watson back and Hunt in the mix and, you know, that kind of thing. I kind of think you're going to see a little less work for Ford um, than that everybody is expecting based off what has happened, especially last week. Um, so give me, give me JT. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I took the opposite uh, counterpoint to that. I do believe Jonathan Taylor is going to be the guy. He's an elite talent. I don't think it's going to be this week. Zach Moss is still involved. Um, when you look at the Browns, I get it. Um, Hunt had a good game last week, but that's one game. One game with Hunt. I mean, this whole season he's been out. He's been lost. He's been on the, he's been on the back of milk cartons. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not relying on Hunt for one. Game. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't think Hunt's. Yeah. Worth damn. But I'm taking. I'm taking Ford. It's getting Ford work. That, that matters. <laughs> yeah, Ford solid in a better matchup. Um, the Colts give up 21 per points a game to the running back, as opposed to the uh, the the Jonathan Taylor Colts that are only getting 14. So if you're splitting between two guys, I, I think the math works out in Ford's favor. 
All right. Tiebreaker so, Mike. Joe, you're not going to like me. I'm agreeing with Steve on this one. It is close. Now, hear me out, though. It's just this week. If no, it was next no, week, you get this question. I agree to if, that. If it was next week, next week you get the same question. It's Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor for me. All right. My only thing is I, I agree with you. The workload's going to increase. I'm just wondering how much. I mean, we, we saw it last uh, in week five. He had seven total touches. Not very much. It pretty much doubled uh, last week, getting 13 total touches. He, he really saw a workload increase in the in the passing game, getting six targets. But this matchup is just too rough for me. Uh, I mean, my, I look at Jonathan Taylor like Josh Jacobs. How, how do we know he's even game fit, you know, game ready? Like, th- that's what I'm concerned about. And you're going up against the se- seventh best uh, team against RBs, only al- allowing 14 a game. Last two running backs they uh, the Browns faced was CMC, who was running back 15 last week, which I know he got injured, but he still had 21 touches. And then uh, the week before was Derrick Henry, and they held him to RB 28. So, like, this match, like, they're not just holding, like, you know, subpar running backs down. They're holding studs down, too. Uh, no, no I, I know the matchup is rough. Um, I do have a couple questions here, though. One from Shoot. Jamie. Start McLaughlin or craig reynolds and uh jamie i believe these are usually ppr questions for you you did not specify but um i'm actually going mclaughlin in either one um gibbs is looking like he's going to be back and we saw last time when montgomery missed time craig reynolds saw a whopping four touches (laughs) that was not good so it's mclaughlin we saw him get used a lot last week even with uh javante williams back so me as well. Um, you guys all agree, it seems yeah. like. So next yep. up here, we Great matchup got, against the Packers. Uh, Neon Cards has two questions. Should I trade? Oh, wait. So it's so he said, I'm going to post one. But he posted, he posted it twice. One was Aaron Jones and Amari Cooper for Austin Eckler. The other one is Rashad White and Amari Cooper for Eckler. Um, if I have to pick between those the one. two options... Is he a win now team? That's what I'd want to know. I'm tr- well, it could just be uh, just a redraft. Redraft would be mm. my guess. Um, I mean, if we're choosing between the two options, I go the Rashad White route. Yeah, me too. To, to trade away, but I, I do 100%. either one actually. I do either. Would trade. you really? You do the Aaron Jones one? Is it the I injury that's one. kind of wor- worrying you, or is it the fact they signed James Robinson? <laughs> no, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, the, the Packers offense has not looked great. And I mean, Eckler, yeah, wasn't awesome last week by any means. It is a buy low point for Eckler. Like, so yeah, I mean, Eckler did, you know what Eckler can do. He can like legit win you weeks. Every I week. would do it as well. I, yeah. I'm, I'm doing I'm, both, I'm, but if I have, if I had to choose, it's Rashad White over Aaron Jones mm-hmm. in the trade. Yep. All right. One hundred percent. Moving on, receiver. Not onto the yeah, the fun part. So, Steve, since you're due to this, uh, you get three options. It is the fun part because you get three options and you get to start two and Ooh. sit one. Yay! So even more power to you. Okay. <laughs> All right, Steve, you get to start us off though. You want Marquise Brown against the Seahawks, Zay Flowers against the Lions, or Jacoby Myers against the Bears? Okay, out of those three, I'm taking Marquise Brown as my first. I mean, he's been pretty uh, steady this year, three touchdowns, six games. I mean, I'll take him. 
between those two, that's actually a good question. Between Flowers and Myers, uh, I pulled the match up here. Uh, 29.6 per game, Flowers slightly over Myers. 29. So it's like a half a point between Flowers and Myers. You can go either way, potato, potato. Even though Flowers is a better matchup, in my heart, I'm going to take Jacoby Myers. Um, he passes the eye test for me. So give me Brown and give me Myers. Interesting. I'm actually sitting Jacoby Myers because there's no Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, well, there you I'm, go, too. I'm not, I'm not believing in and, – and everything you said is already spot on, so, like, I don't have to give a whole lot of extra, you know, data behind it because you just gave it all. Um, but, dude, they, they are still super close, though. Like, Flowers mm-hmm. and Myers were, were super close. Brown wasn't, like, drastically higher, but he was, you know, he did kind of distance himself from the other two. Um but yeah, without without Jimmy G, man, I, I mean, I don't know. Do we really want to believe in Aiden O'Connell? Like, eh, I don't know. Or or Hoyer. Oh God, please no. Um, I <laughs> forgot about that. But yeah, it's I want I'd rather I'd rather have Dave Flowers than than Jacoby Myers with without his starting quarterback. All right, Joe, you'll finally be happy. I, I am siding with you on this one. It is close First time though. All night, man. Jeez. Well, give me better takes. Give me better stats. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I mean, like you guys, you guys broke. I mean, I didn't ask. Give me better rankings. Although I could, I could right now. Um, <laughs> where, where are you at in the ECR? Uh, you don't want to look. But that's why we got you. But you guys pretty much laid it out. And my main thing is with Garoppolo being out, if it is Hoyer who starts, which I honestly think it's going to be, um, if I had a gun to my it head, shouldn't be, though. it, really it shouldn't. shouldn't. It, but if I had a gun to my head, they think they're going to, they're, they're trying to win now. And I think they think that Brian Hoyer gives them that. And I think he comes in and hyper targets the fuck out of Devontae Adams. Sure. I mean, he, Jacoby's out-targeted Devontae Adams the past two I games. I know he has. Jimmy. I know he has. So, like, if Hoyer comes in, I can totally see it going, you know, the other route. Nope. All, right. All right. So, Joe. Drake London against the Buccaneers. Jordan Addison versus the Niners. Or Terry McLaurin, your boy, against the Giants. So, dude, these guys. All three of these receivers. Now, I so Steve, just to let you know, I, I forgot to tell you this. I use half PPR projections ah. when I or in rankings when I when I do these answers. Um, so it is what it is. But um, that being said, all three of these guys were within like five or six spots in my wide receiver rankings. So not much of a you know, difference between any of these guys. So if you disagree with me, whatever. Um, <laughs> I like it. Um, you know, we're talking, I mean, it's literally Terry McLaurin's 23, Addison's 26, Drake London's 28. Okay. You know what the point projection is between those guys? Like a half a point between all five or six of them. <laughs> right. like, it doesn't matter at this point. Like, uh, but if you are putting a gun to my head, I'm sitting Drake London. It, there is still just a doubt in the back of my mind, even though Ritter has been really good the last few weeks as far as like fantasy production and getting the ball to London. And 
even Kyle Pitts, who we'll get to later, and and obviously Jonathan Smith has been like a revelation this year. Like, what the hell happened there? Um, he's back, and I know Addison's going against San Fran, but like, I will say the one thing you can do against San Fran mm-hmm. is actually pass the ball. They're exactly. mid- they are mediocre against receivers. <laughs> Fifteen back, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. McLaurin against the Giants, it, it, to me, is, is the kind of like, you know, pseudo no-brainer. Give me Addison. I'm sitting London out of these three. I agree totally. Um, and, you know, just to agree with your take, uh, McLaurin is my number one this week. And I'll save that for later in the show. I got a sleeper um, <laughs> metrics on him. We'll talk later. But um, my second player, I'm actually sitting London too. I'm playing Addison. When I first looked at it, as Joe just said, as you alluded to, I looked at it, I said, oh, the 49ers, oh, this isn't good. When I pulled the data, they're right. middle of the pack. They're ranked 15th. They're not that good on defensive backs. You can throw the ball on him. And yeah. uh, Justin Jefferson, less Minnesota Viking team. Yeah, Addison's my my play for the week as well. So I, I disagree with both of you, but that's the fun <laughs> in fantasy football. Um, I'm, I'm sitting Addison in this one. Uh, when I looked into it, I mean – the past three games, which let's, I mean, I'll be fair. One and a half of them were, were without Jefferson. I believe he got injured about, you know, like kind of like midway through that uh, second last second, uh, two weeks ago. So one and a half games without Jefferson, three games, 15 total targets. 15. Dude, he, had, he, had like, he had like a zero burger in one, in one game. I don't care. Come on. You targets. can't, you can't actually think that Addison's not getting targeted. Drake London scares me that whole offense. And I know he's a talent. I it just, does, I don't know what, I don't know what to expect with the Falcons each week. I really don't. It I does know. scare me. They've been the, the really trends... good though. I will say they've been really good at it, but I'm always, and I wrote about it in the uses article that I did this week about their passing game and how just mm-hmm. like unexpectedly like, reliable it's been the last couple weeks but man you just know that bottom is i mean ritter still threw like three nasty interceptions that were just like what are you doing he lost them the game yeah he easily should have beaten my commanders Mm -hmm. destroyed them but he threw three crazy bad picks i just I, i i'm you know how i am i chase the safety of volume and with only 15 targets the past three games, I look at London and McLaurin's past three games, and they got 26 targets for McLaurin and 28 for London the past three games. 28 targets for London. Yeah. And he's no, wide receiver it's, it's 14. Really Dude, so, I like, how do you looks- sit him when you got Addison, who's only got 15? And I look at the, also the matchups, like Tampa Bay's eighth most, eighth most points, all right, against uh, wide receivers for Drake London, Giants' 11th most against McLaurin, where the Niners is an all-right matchup, but it's the worst out of the three. Yeah, I mean, I will say San Fran, though, like, the wide receiver one going against San Fran every week has done pretty good outside of the Pittsburgh game, but their passing game is awful. And the Giants, who can't do it. You can thank Matt Canada for that. Um, Puka smoked them. Marquise Brown and Michael Wilson smoked him. Amari Cooper even did pretty well this past week in that like gross game with PJ Walker. Like what? I you mean I to tell me that you're not you're not gonna believe that Kirk Cousins and Jordan Addison can't do at least what Amari Cooper did? 
Book it. I can make the argument that all of those receivers (laughs) that you just listed off are better than Jordan Addison, and that includes Puka Nakua at this moment. They're all better talented wide receivers than Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison still is somewhat of a... Michael Wilson? Oh, well, the Michael Wilson one. All right, I missed that one. I'll take take fault for that. I missed that one. All right. But I... It's 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 fun because we can all have differing opinions, and this is also why we have uh, another question about wide receivers because it gets even grimier. All right, Steve, are you starting Michael Pittman against the Browns, Chris Godwin against the Falcons, and then sitting Amari Cooper against the Colts, or what? What are we going? What are we doing here? You know, I I didn't really have to put a lot of thought into this one. There's not a lot of advanced metrics research. I'm sitting Pittman. I'm starting Godwin and Cooper. Here's why. Both of those matchups, they're getting over 20 points a game. And then also, I mean, they're – what, they got Gardner Minshew in there now. Um, The quarterback's out. The offense is a little bit – And if you really want to look at the data, Jamie's going to love it when I say this. The Browns this year, real-life defensive football, they're playing playing lights out. They're playing good football. So – that one was an easy one for me. Bench and Pittman, forget it. Yeah, it, it, it was close between Pittman and, and Godwin. Godwin just has not done very well, as 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 uh, no. the plant figured out pretty quickly this past week. Uh, outside of the game that Mike Evans, uh, <laughs> outside of the game that Mike Evans got we'll, hurt, we'll see why later. hasn't performed. But yeah, I mean it's Pittman, man. Like, but we, when when. It's close between a guy like Godwin and Pittman like this. You look at the matchup, and and the matchup says Godwin is favored. So, um, I yeah, mean, I I've been I again. I, I I disagree with you guys. Um, I said Godwin. Now, I just look it's at it last you're week. You're a hater now. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll get to that. Maybe, 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 just maybe. But I have something to back it up. I mean, last week you had Mike Evans back. Like, let's be honest. Chris Godwin had his best game of the year when Mike Evans was went down with the injury. Mm-hmm. He got the targets and he he ate with them. He absolutely did. But with Mike Evans back last week, he went back to fringe wide receiver two area at that uh, wide receiver twenty seven. Only got seven targets. Meanwhile, last week with a a full starter in Minshew, a full week of practice. Pittman got 14 targets and finished as wide receiver 10. Now, I know yeah, the matchup is ugly as all hell. Yeah. The, the all right. targets are there for, for Pittman for sure. Like the, the volume Pittman's the number there. one. Sometimes that wins, but I guess Pittman's Cleveland, man, I don't, I don't know if it's going to win. But... Chris Godwin's the two right now. That's that's kind of my argument. That They are they are close. It, it, it was – it was kind of a coin flip for me. They're they're super close in my rankings. Um, I'm trying to look it up right now. So, Pittman is 27. Godwin's 25. I mean, like you're talking That's super close, yeah. close, but Cooper's way up there at like 16 for me. So that I was mean, kind of the no brainer one for me. And then the other two were like, mm, okay. Uh, we do have a question I was just, though. Happy Cooper did well. Do I trade away AJ Brown? For Wilson and Puka. Um, Garrett Wilson, I'm guessing. My receivers would be Puka, Cooper. I Wilson. hope it's not Michael Wilson. It is Michael Wilson because he's oh, saying his or receivers is it would be Wilson. Because <laughs> uh-uh. he's saying his receivers would be Wilson. Uh, oh, boy, uh, who are they now, though? I'm two and four. So he's gaining Puka. And Michael Wilson giving up AJ Brown. 
I mean, A.J. Brown and Puka are pretty close. I'm not buying in on the Michael Wilson hype quite yet. Um, the A.J. Brown and Puka, especially in a full PPR, like is pretty close, if not slightly leans Puka still right now. Um, but I still, you know, I think I, I would only put A.J. Brown ahead. But uh, yeah, I don't know it. I don't hate How do you it because it looks like it looks We're like good. maybe your 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 third receiver is pretty. I'm playing AJ right Brown till the wheels fall off, and uh, I get it. Puka AJ Brown Wilson's not enough. I need a little more sweetener in my coffee if I'm going to make that move. You know, so yep. yeah, I kind of agree. But like, man, I wonder like not who a big is enough cherry actual, on top. Got it, like, Look who at the is your actual third receiver now Brown. that you're trying to upgrade to Wilson. From it. I have that, more, that's that's have, what I would want to know, and that's where, like, honestly, like, guys, again, jump into the Discord with us. This is why Please. you know we're answering these questions here, but we can't get into it because we got a show to run. We're at forty-two minutes. We try to get in an hour, so we got to move on. We try to get to everything we can, but that's where being an all-access member, jumping on us on Discord, asking we can ask these details, we can ask these questions, give you the best advice to make these decisions that you need to make, but. Mike, tight ends. Oh, you, you you finish it up just to get to tight ends? Ugh, that's so boring. But, <laughs> you want me to keep yelling at people? <laughs> no, but tight ends aren't much better. <laughs> you want to talk about all the bye weeks and injuries? Let's talk about tight ends. It's actually kind of a fun one this week. It um, is. It is. Uh, I'm Hill Joe, <laughs> Joe, do you want Kyle Pitts against the Buccaneers or Pat Fryermuth against the Rams? Logan Thomas. He's not an option. Try, uh, he is. He that. is. He is. He's totally an option. <laughs> Give me Logan Thomas. No. Um. After that stellar performance last week, you want him? <laughs> as much as I hate myself for doing this, Kyle Pitts. Uh-huh. It's like, on camera, we, folks. We, you you know, we it. we we just said, um do three hour shows problem soft jamie oh <laughs> uh i'd fall asleep in the middle of them um, i need a catheter plugged in kyle, kyle pitts is my like pick um he's there's, there's just really no you look good, like you're regretting there's just no good stats here. i'm not gonna lie like kyle pitts we know is supposed to be awesome and look i i, I will say this right Kyle Pitts has, like, we've talked about how much better this offense has looked in the last two weeks. 17 total targets the last two games. He scored finally, of course, mm-hmm. against my commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, do I expect another touchdown? No, but at least the volume is starting to be there, and he's actually starting to, like, be productive with the volume to where sometimes we've seen, like, these 10 target games and he catches two. <laughs> at least he's, like, at least we're getting, like, eight target games and he's catching six like so maybe the trend continues we know the struggles with the Steelers offense so I guess give me the offense at least that's showing at least a little bit of uh trend up (laughs) all right Steve who you want I went pits and thank you for going first, Joe, because I feel better about myself. <laughs> I, I feel so like, uh, I don't want any of you guys. I want to go upstairs and take a shower after this by giving you pits. And and Farmouth actually has the better matchup. He really no, he does. does. Totally does. 
but I think coming off an injury and then um, keep an eye out on Deontay Johnson. He's supposed to be coming off the IR this week. I don't know. Yeah. That could be a rumor. I don't know if he's going to play, sure. but yeah. I'm not sure, but, um, that doesn't but help still, anything. I don't, there's a lot of mouths to feed there, and that offense doesn't look that impressive. And it's not vol- they're, they're not on the field enough to like, right. you know, support six, seven weapons that they actually have to, you know, for the what fifty-five off of the plays that they run every game. Like it's 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 awful. <laughs> and then we said this earlier with the Falcons. It all comes down to Ritter. If Ritter eats his Cheerios and has a great game, we're getting points. You know, out of London, yeah, eat his Wheaties. Yeah, <laughs> come on. You're the wrong cereal, but you were right on. Take, right on Take your vitamins, you know, eat your Cheerios, have your Wheaties. Just get me you're, my uh, points. But I went pits. And Steve, I'm not, I'm I know, good. I know you're older. I know you're older like me. Your uh, your Flintstones vitamins yes. and your Wheaties, man. Do it. Mm-hmm. I used to pop like, those. No idea what vitamins. we're talking about. Those they were so good. Something. They were like candy. I mean, you oh, were, oh no, we had the chalky ones, Mike. We didn't even have the gummies. Oh, oh well, man. I mean, those were still good too, though. <laughs> you actually know what they, I'm talking about? I'm actually yeah. shocked. The Flintstone vitamins, absolutely. Oh my gosh, yeah, they packed they packed a lot of flavor in those bad boys. Yeah, they were so good. <laughs> Definitely a lot of sugar. <laughs> Sugar's yeah. a vitamin, right? Eaties. Sugar's with vitamins. Yeah. We just lost your whole entire audience, uh, making all these. 1980, 90 references. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you guys had such great arguments, and I can't have a counter-argument against Pitts. Um, other than, like, I'm going Muth because I like the touchdown upside a little bit better. And when we're talking about this range of tight ends, yeah, and we're not – you know, you want the touchdown upside – and Joe, I know you can feel for this because I know you used to. Steve, I don't know if you used to. I want to say you do. You do, you seem like a, a Madden guy. Oh yeah, but exactly. Uh, exact. How do you stop a tight end in the middle of the field? Fast linebackers, right? Mm-hmm. Who do the Buccaneers have? Devin White and Levante David. There's a little. I, I know you. I know you know that IDP man. But they are so quick. I think they're probably the the best chance to be able to keep up with Kyle Pitts and probably shut him down. They they line Pitts up out wide too much for the linebackers to cover him. So, I mean, just saying I, that. Just I saying, that. like if you watch the Falcons, if they play they zone, don't line Pitts up at the traditional tight end spot. <laughs> that's going to be Jonu Smith. So maybe Jonu Smith gets the tick down, which he did for me this week. So I mean, know. if I was the Buccaneers, I would not be game planning against Jonu Smith. But that's just me. Hey, Jonathan Smith has been <laughs> balling out, man. I'd rather have, have him beat me. I have him in multiple leagues where I punt a tight end, and it is working. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, well, that this just proves that punting tight end, unless you're getting like a Kelsey, Hawkinson, Andrews type, it, you're much better to just punt tight end. But it's also why I went after the Andrews and Hawkinson this year, because I was like, I hate this world. <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to be in this. You said it eloquently, though. Once you get in that range of tight ends, I mean, I almost feel like every week, who do you start? Pitts or, you know, Noah Fant or Pitts. You're always going to say Pitts, and you're just hoping. You're praying at night. You're right. Your prayers. Yeah. You're taking your Flintstone vitamins. You're eating your vegetables. You're hoping it works <laughs> like Coco used to do. You know? Please but, use yeah, Pitts in the red zone. It, Jamie, <laughs> yes, they still do sell Flintstone vitamins. I almost bought them for my kids. I just didn't. Anyway, oh my um, 
Do we want to do your video to break it up a little bit now? Uh, your call. You're. I'm. I'm the just the producer. You're the host. All right. <laughs> Let, let's figure this out. All right. So, uh screw it. Let's let's do uh let's do Steve's IDP streamers of the week. Um. So what we're gonna do here is uh, Steve's our our, you know, new one of our newer new. Well, we have a whole new crew of IDP guys that we brought on this week and or this this year and steve is one of them uh we're glad to have him here he's awesome obviously um so one of the segments that we wanted to do this season um didn't really quite happen but now that we have steve here i kind of forced him into it uh (laughs) steve's idp streamers of the week so you're gonna give us a couple uh d linemen couple linebackers couple uh dbs that uh people should be looking at that are you know, I think readily available in their leagues in, in most leagues. Right. You know, and again, as I kind of said earlier, right. You know, we generalize content because it's it kind of what we, you know, we have the numbers. So it's 50% or less or whatever rostered in, in leagues. We do what we can. Uh, this is where jumping into discord or something like that really helps. But Steve, give us your two D linemen that, that you want you know, you, you think people should be paying attention to this week as far as like streamer. Okay. I like to go a little deep. So I'm just going to throw names that people probably don't usually know. And I want to make sure I pronounce this right. This guy's name is Tuli Tuapolotu. So Tuli, T-U-I-P-U-L-O-T-U. He's a defensive lineman rookie of the Chargers. Tuli Tuapolotu. Okay. You'll probably never hear any other analysts talk about this guy, but I'm going to tell you why you need to know him. Okay. He's taking 85% of the snaps right now for, if you're following IDP, usually the baseline's about 50% is a good player. Over 60 is a high number. He's getting 85%. Okay. He's playing on the chargers. The chargers love to pass the ball or score a lot of points. So teams are going to be behind with him. Teams are going to be behind. He's going to be in a prime position to get sack plays, big plays, impact plays. Doesn't help, it doesn't hurt to have uh, you know, those other guys around him too, like Bosa, right? So let's look at this week. This week, he's going up against the Chiefs. That's gonna be a shootout, it's historically a shootout. Uh, this year with Patrick Mahomes, they only they I think they're the 13th ranked passing offense, which is you know, M middle pack, whatever, but still that's enough to get home with that kind of name. Um, I can see that one going back and forth the whole entire game. And uh, just another little nugget to throw at you guys. Um, The Chiefs this year, their offensive line, they're not giving up a ton of sacks, but they're giving up 48 pressures a game. Expect that to bleed over. Yeah, that's a lot. So so I like that name. Um, I like him as like a sleeper, a streamer, especially during the bye weeks. Uh, You see the article I wrote, guys. Slim Pickens article. I tried to go like 30. Yeah. I really did. I tried to go deep um, because there's guys out there that are in positions to – to uh to land you uh, a good week and Dude, i love your featured image and your Thank intro you. like seg like combinations but it, you you don't know this but keith like messaged me uh last week and was like what the hell is an mre and i was like read his intro <laughs> Yeah, he anybody like me and Mike know what an MRE is, oh, probably from Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much it. Like, 
you, you never know like, what you're gonna get on a waiver wire, especially with so IDP. hilarious, you might get man. So hilarious. So yeah, like you, you you did like the you did the uh the um oh like the the Marvel thing at one point like the oh yeah love. yeah you did and then you did Thanos. like the pirate thing I love like I want to make you an image for your art but I love seeing what you come up with it's so creative I'm like it, I don't it comes I, to me I, during I'm the week I'm not gonna I'm do like... it until you yell at me. <laughs> They come to me during the week. I'm like driving in my car and I'm like, man, this is going to be a tough article, right? Slim Pickens. Oh, like, it always oh is. let's find that image. Or uh, which one did I do a couple of weeks ago? I found, oh, gems out of a record store. The guy was selling gems. I put the image yeah. on. <laughs> so, yeah, like, uh, I, yeah. I, like the, the Lego pirate thing. Keith is always like, what the hell are these images? And I'm like, just, they're awesome. Just, just let him, <laughs> just let him roll with it, man. Or, let uh, be. I, I love the it. Injury week. That is, just, this uh, is his IDP waiver article for people who uh, are, are, are not aware of what we're talking about. The image and the, uh, the intro are fantastic. I love it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, oh. second defensive lineman. Yeah, I got another defensive lineman this week. It's Ed Oliver of the Bills. I'm not a fan. I saw usually. your Twitter post about this. Thank you, and I love this one. Um, he's a defensive tackle. He plays a three technique. I'm not really that impressed with that position, but just hear me out, guys. Let me walk you through this, okay? The um, <sighs> the Patriots. They give. They're the. I think they are. Yeah, they're just, they're the 13. No, they're in the top 10 as far as going back to pass. They like to go back to pass, and they're not a very good offensive line. PFF has them graded. PFF has them graded like a bottom three. And when you go back and, and you look at their players, there's only one offensive lineman in the green. So translation, they're a terrible offense, okay? They love to go back like it's 1975, uh, uh, go back, throw back the football, right? Now let's talk about Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver, he leads his team in pressures. He leads his team in pass rushes, and he leads his team in quarterback hits. So if you put that all together, I expect Ed Oliver to be incredibly busy on that team. Right, and he was he was highly touted coming out of college too. He's a he's an animal on the line. He's just a if I remember correctly, he was just a little undersized, uh, in when he came out for the, the three technique. But I mean, he's got he's huge when you look at him on the field. So I like yeah. it. So Jamie's got a question for you, uh, Steve. So we got uh, need a cornerback in the IDB tournament. You know, Darius Slay uh, or Steven Maslin. Cornerback, you could punt. I mean, you could find something out there, matchup based, whatever. Uh, keep an eye on. I don't know if he's out there. Keep an eye on the the Jaguars. Got a guy, Darius Williams. Everybody's throwing the ball on. If you if you look at his stats, everyone's throwing the ball on the Jaguars this year. I think they give up thirty two to the pass. Um, if you can get him, uh, a lot of people don't know that name. Pick him up, start him, forget about it. Another one you can do with the Saints. Now, now be careful with this one because they're they're taking away his snaps. Another unknown name is Alante Taylor. He plays the slot for the for the Saints. He's getting well. The Saints are playing now, so you can't yeah. do that. And the Jags. Oh yeah, you and can. the Jags. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, but those are that. those are that's what's, uh, that you're that's what's fun about doing the Thursday night show is uh <laughs> you can't pick the Thursday night games. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't. And that that guy's losing snaps anyway. 
Um, to be honest, with cornerback, you, you it, it's kind of a punt each week. Uh, you just got to look at the matchups. So let's look at this oh week. God, of course, Taysom Hill. There's a guy in the 49ers, Lenore. A lot of people don't know him. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Lenore, L-E-N something. He's a corner. He's getting a lot of tackles. Um, a lot of teams nowadays, they don't really care about the third linebacker. They use it at they, – they play two, and they bring down a safety or an extra corner. 49ers use that guy. He roams around. It's almost as good as a Sam linebacker. He's in a lot of places. I pick him up and play a lot very often. So, yeah, if you can get away with Lenore um, or Williams, that's who I would go with. Over Slay and uh, Steven Nelson, even? Uh, I mean, I guess, you know what, I would keep – I take it back. Yeah, you know what, Slay – Slay is, has a history of being a being a player and coming up and plays in key key game. So I'd go Slay, Lenore, Williams, and then Nelson to be my last. I, I don't really care for Nelson. You heard it here. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think we're moving on to what? Uh, we're linebackers. So um, so there's a guy named Quay Walker, and I don't know how I, most people know who that is. Um, yes. But here's the deal: Devontae Campbell is hurt. Injured, you got to check the waiver on this. What's interesting about Devonte, uh, uh, what's interesting about Quay Walker, is if you look at his stats this year, he's got two games of 17 tackles or more. Yeah. No other linebacker has that this year. So if you can get him anywhere, or maybe you know make, do a sneaky trade, get Quay Walker. Campbell's out, possibly. It's going to be his role. Enjoy, enjoy that. I know, that's upsetting because Campbell was a good linebacker for the Packers too. But yeah, that's who I'm. Uh, that's who I'm going with. Uh, I'm more than okay with with uh, with, with with Quay Walker. Uh, I mean, again, I kind of have him in my top ten. Um, I don't know how much of a streamer he's going to be, but but I'm banking on there's a lot of leagues that are smaller and shallower, and he may just be out there for you guys. Uh, I'll give you another one here. Same team. This is kind of cheating. This is kind of cheating. So if you want, I'll throw another one. Uh, There's a guy um, on the Packers. If Campbell is out, let me make sure I'm pronouncing his name right on this podcast. He actually produces in little pinches. So if I'm in a deeper league on the Packers, if I'm in a deeper league, I'm looking at this guy. His name is – hold on. I got to pull it. Uh, Hold on a second. I'm curious, even. <laughs> yeah, um, Packers depth chart, and I'll give you, I'll give you that in a second. Um, I just have a hard time pronounce, uh, saying it right. Um, so, mm-mm. yeah, because I'm trying to think. Like, I can't name the linebacker, middle linebackers, past Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker. Isaiah <laughs> McDuffie, that's who it is. I wasn't sure if it was McDuffie, McKenzie, Isaiah McDuffie. Um, rather unknown. He's a guy I've been stashing in my 32 team leagues, what have you. Whenever he gets an opportunity, he's actually been playing really good this year. Let me show you guys some stats. Okay. So between Quay Walker and Campbell, they've been up and down all year. It's been like ping pong up and down. Right. So he benefits as the third wheel. So week three, he got six tackles. Okay. Week four, he got seven tackles. Week five, he got 10 tackles. So as a replacement player, if either one of those guys is out, that's a cheap that's a cheap player to pick up. And that's how I play my that my IDP because I kind of know and I can go deeper. I usually invest in offense, high premium offense, and I, I will grab guys like this deeper. 
So, yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. You're an IDP streamer for the most part. Yeah. So that's, that's the way I go with that one. Um, uh, I can. Eh, we're good. Let's, uh, let's keep it rolling and okay. uh, give, give us your two DBs real quick. And then we'll close out with our uh, over under bets. Okay. Um, for, for DB, uh, again, I hate that position. It's the most volatile, it's whatever. Yeah. But, so I don't really put a lot of time into it. But there's a guy, Julian Blackman. Most people know who that is now. Not look, Mike, don't look like he knows who that is. Julian, no, I do. I'm trying to think of the team, though. Colts. He plays for the yes. Colts. He's not a super athlete like, like a lot of names, but it's the scheme. The way they play that team, the safety comes down in the box. So he's a box safety. They call that the sweet spot in IDP. He plays 80% of his snaps in the box. So you almost got a little mini linebacker on the field. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of tackle potential. I was gonna say, like, so I don't I don't play IDP, but I do know that in the majority of leagues, tackles rule, right? That's kind of the standard, right? And so if you can find a safety or a corner who like comes in i know a lot of people like, like to get i remember like dirty. back in the day like people you know when people would ask me like idp questions that i had no idea what i was doing but uh and i was always and then i finally started looking into it a little bit like oh, people over like oh daryl revis you want daryl revis i'm like that dude never gets thrown the ball yeah why right, do you want, right why do you want him he's not gonna he, he can't get you stats if he's not getting thrown the ball yes he is a phenomenal corner but not for fantasy <laughs> yeah and yeah, so, I, like, I, I learned it, but I never played. And maybe I should eventually one of these days. I don't know. I just I just don't. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, you know, it's like, you know, I'd rather, you know, when 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 somebody else is spending that top pick on a, a Sauce Gardner, well, I'll wait seven, eight more rounds, and I'll take DJ Reed or somebody like why? that. Why? Somebody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I know those guys are good, and yeah, like, the, the, the one or two games will get them two interceptions. Um, be awesome, but if you're but not like, getting a, tra- if you're not getting a Trayvon Diggs where he gets you like eight plus interceptions, like, it's not worth it. It sounds like taking a cornerback that early. And even it's hard then, to Trayvon Diggs is, is tough to I, roster. There, there's really two ways to build a roster. Like, like you said, you either get your, you know, your, your, your top studs first. What, what I commonly get myself to do, I will go depending on a scoring. If it's sack heavy, I'll go DL linebacker, or I'll go yeah. linebacker. Usually, I go linebacker because it's tackle heavy. Linebackers, I, I think, are the ones that rule. I will punt till the end, and I'll go safety. Yeah. And I got stuck in a twenty round draft recently, and everybody knows my strategy. And they all took the safeties, and I'm like, crap. What am I going to do? I counted the 20th round. I counted 12 players. So I wrote an article over at IDP guys, a dozen last round players, and, and they're all, all panning out right now. You can totally get by just yeah. knowing. The, and there's high turnaround. So the next name I'm going to give you, it's a high turnaround position. You're going to be like, what the hell? This next guy's rostered in 1% of leagues. It, 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 IDP, I feel like, is more streamable than any other is. position out there. Like, it's it so chaotic. It and, almost – and. I, I I know Joe plays more of it than me, but it uh, and he's been getting me into it. But it almost sounds like you know the cornerbacks and the safeties and IDP, it's like relief pitchers in fantasy baseball. Like you can just swap them in and out daily, you know, daily I know. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like I, that. I used to tell people that would ask me about IDP questions, and and I didn't play IDP, but I was always like, look. 
go after you can go after almost game script almost like a little you're almost kind of playing dfs with some of your guys like that to where and maybe steve like maybe i'm totally wrong about this but this is what i used to say to that this was years and years and years ago um i'm like look tell him he's wrong you want tackles so you you want the defense that's gonna be on the field a lot um if you're having a stream through that's a that's a kind of a basic way to do it i felt like so there's data on it, and it goes back and forth. It's conflicting. But to your point, kind of, you know, you'll hear people go, oh, get this guy. He has 100% of snaps. Well, yes and no. It's also volume. How long are you on the field? How long are you making plays? Um, there was a point in this season, I think it was week four or five, we pulled Bernard. No, we pulled mm-hmm. Matt Milano, and we pulled mm-hmm. C.J. Mosley. Both of those guys were logging 100% of snaps. And when you did the math, same amount of games, same amount whatever – Milano had like 200 and 200 snaps, 200 total plays he played, and CJ Mosley had 300. So what does that tell you? Right. Yeah. What does that tell you? The, the Bills trickulate down the field. They get off the field quickly. The Jets kind of stall out to your point. So, yeah, that guy has more than a game, like a game and a half. And this was like week four or five. It was a game and a half more points. So you got to kind of look at all that. IDP is like being a fisherman trying to weather the storm. You know, sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you get stuck in a hurricane. I mean, it's it's challenging, but it's fun. Yeah, it, yeah, you got to be careful watching like, you know, fun. NFL Network and ESPN and, you know, getting sucked into the, the big play highlights because you're like, oh, I'm going to take that guy. Right. And it's like, but they don't help you in fantasy. But I get um, stuck on the opposite. I get stuck on like, oh, this guy wins 80% of the snaps. Oh, look, this guy's going to be the next. Like right now, Boye Mafe of the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with this guy, but he doesn't play enough, you know? Yeah. Um. So like. You know, uh, how far do you love football and what are you willing to do to destroy your team? So sometimes you got to those expectations. Yeah. All right, man. So we're going to move on here to our um, our silly string bets or silly string picks. Sorry, I keep saying I'm just going to stop my camera now. Um, <laughs> Mike. So last week we had. Let me go back through the list. I here. believed so in you, Chris Godwin. Week, um, I had D hop under at 11.8 half PPR. And I was right. Davis had Michael Thomas at 9.64 of the over. We do not have his video yet. I don't know where it is, uh, but he lost. Uh, AJ had 10.4 over for Garrett Wilson. Well, that was a bold pick, but he, he got it. He's lucky he came back from that injury. No kidding. I thought I was golden, man. I thought I was the only one to not lose because Mike LaPlante had Godwin over 11.03 and lost by 0.5 points. Point so four. what <laughs> we are going to do here, and Mike fix all the other shit, um, we're going to let Mike's video play here. Hello, it's Michael Plant. Is the audio playing? At FF LaPlante on Twitter. I'm here with our Silly String Bets of the Week. The Silly String Bets that I lost, unfortunately. Put my money on Chris Godwin this week to get me 11, over 11.03 fantasy points, half PPR. And I lost by like 0.4. It really sucks. But I'm here to get Silly String, guys. So uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I'm not going to enjoy it. Have fun. Dude, you're failing at way too much fun with this. 
This is they way really better than AJ's. I'm not gonna lie. This is phenomenal. Good work. Good work. I now have hair. I now have hair. <laughs> Hello, it's oh Michael Plant at FF Laplante. I'll stop it. All right, we'll we'll cut out. Um, no, that, that was good uh, yeah, stuff. Stop the that, was, that was good stuff. <laughs> That was torture. Oh, I, I mean, for a short time, you had fun. For a short time, yeah, no, for a short time, it, I felt what it was like to have hair again. That was that was too funny. So, we are back up this week. That was amazing. Yes, Jamie, that was me. Oh, Jamie, you got yours right too, and I didn't write it down, unfortunately. Um, he had Zay Jamie. Flowers again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You picked Zay Flowers, and uh, yeah, I forgot to write it down. So yeah, you he got gets his right. first so. touchdown of the year. I know, <laughs> dude, you barely beat that one too. So, all right, so we're gonna go through the room here. Um, Steve, you are up first as the guest. Who is your pick? What's their projection total? And are you going over or under? Okay, I, I really don't want my kids to do that to me, so I put my IDP <laughs> sunglasses on for this. Um, I chose Scary Terry McLaurin. Um, it's a 10.8, I'm gonna say over. Um, here's, here's my reasoning is what you said. Yeah. It said 10.8. I'm going to say over, I'm going to go over. He's playing the giants. Um, here's, what's interesting about this. These are half PPR projections. Right. Right. Yeah. Half point PPR 10.8. Um, he's got a 19.6 target share in that offense. Uh, when he goes up against man coverage, he wins an astonishing, uh, 26.4% target rate. He, he, he beats man coverage, uh, more often than not. For some reason, the Giants run the fourth most uh, man coverage in the entire NFL. So I just think if there's a situation he can eat, if they're going to keep that game close, rivalry game, it's going to be him. So give me Scary Terry, 10.8. I'm going to go the over. He's been hot lately. Like I said, yeah, I think he was wide good. receiver. He was in the teens for his last three games for wide receiver. Yeah. All right. I think it's a safe bet. I think you're all right. Uh, all right. I'm afraid, to get, I'm afraid to go next. You're going next. I, I, I don't want you're, you're going next. I'm making it happen. All right. All right. Me since I'm I can't since I can't win on the over, I'm gonna go on the under this week. Take <laughs> I'm a, taking take it a play out of my book, dude. There we go. I'm taking I'm taking the under on Rashad White. He's projected 10.7 fantasy points against the Falcons. All right. What, what, um, sorry, what's the what's the point total? 10.7. 10.7 under. Okay. Under. Falcons have allowed just one rushing touchdown through six games and 10 through the air. So, like, I, and I know Rashad White, the argument for him is he gets passing volume, but at the same time, like, and Joe will agree with this, the Falcons' defense is a little stingy. It, it's, a, it's a lot better than we thought it was. Jesse Bates and A.J. Terrell are locking down that secondary. I mean, I know they're getting touchdowns um, on them, but it almost is like – once they get into the red zone, they just can't push it in mm. when it, you know, when it comes to running back. So give me the under. All right. So, uh, Jamie is going a different player. Finally, and he wants to do the over mm. on Michael Wilson, which is actually because the Seahawks play 5.71. It's over. actually pretty good. The Seahawks uh, are top three, if I remember, at allowing the most points to wide receivers. So, yeah, I mean, that is a good matchup. Could be good. Yeah, I think that, I think and, that was pretty But I, I'd, I'd be a little worried here, depending on where Michael Wilson is. He a, does he line up in the slot a lot? Um, because if he does, Devin Witherspoon 
And I know Steve, mm. uh, you know, Devin, he's been playing in the slot. I think the past two games and he has been pretty good. So I'm going, and I just want somebody else to get silly strength. <laughs> I will eventually. Um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It kind of came off pretty easily. But yeah, no. Believe me, I've been I've been silly string. I still needed a shower though. Many times. Um. So I'm I'm going with Javante Williams. Um, and I'm actually going the under. Shockingly, ten point one points for him. The matchup is pretty solid against Green Bay. He's a week, another week away from the injury, but look, he's he's really not seeing a ton of volume. Um, he didn't see any work on the passing game this past week. Jaleel McLaughlin got a lot of that. Um, maybe he gets a little bit more, but in half PPR, the work in the passing game doesn't matter as much for running backs. Uh, and he has yet to surpass 7.7 fantasy points in a half PPR league this year. His projection is 10.1. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going the under. So, um, Green Bay, don't let me down, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, if there's anything, it's all your if, fault if I lose. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's death, taxes, and the Packers can't stop the run. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't think the volume is going to be there. And that team can't score points. Not in the red zone. They they score these like big bombs. And so like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be fine. You know what? If I lose, I lose. It'll be fun. I'll tell you what. I looked at the injury report from the Packers. Even after a bye week, they're still just injury riddled. Like what was the point of the bye week? (laughs) Like Jair might not even play. So, I mean. uh, Cool. They'll pass more. Exactly. Right? They might the pass idea? more. Exactly. I mean, Eric Stokes, I don't even think is. I mean, is Eric Stokes even played a game this year? <sighs> exactly yeah. my point. Like, I mean, Raju, Raju Douglas is pretty much leading the pack for him. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, so that is it for the show. Steve, I want to thank you for coming on. And my I want to give you the opportunity before we, uh, before you bounce to let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter and what else you got going on this season, man. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter. My handle is IDP hunters. Yeah. I'm also a writer for the fancy six pack and IDP guys. And I host this show weekly, um, for the IDP guys. It's the IDP standing show. Um, Getting a lot of views. I think last time I looked, there was like 600 views on that thing. We just filmed it. So something's oh, going yeah. on good. There's a community for IDP. I'm excited to be a part of it. It needs to grow. It's not as big yeah. as it should be. It's good stuff. Man. I, I agree. Um, I think it's because, you know, there's various scorings, lack of understanding. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of thought behind that. But hopefully we can it, – it's growing, so hopefully we can bring that together. Absolutely. And it definitely needs to grow. Because, I mean, who doesn't love more scoring in fantasy football? I would play offensive linemen if I could. Maybe I'm sick. <laughs> I, know, I know people talk about kickers. I don't care. Put them, Give me all of them. You, I'll figure you out. You know, you, you heard the all 22 leagues? Yes, they, like, I have. Yeah. yeah they, I'm not in have, it, though. I, I don't know. We, we might, did it I don't, one, know, if, I, I don't know if we had one think, this year. We didn't renew league. the subscription, I think. 
I think, our, I think our league disbanded. Do you know who oh, is really? in the All Twenty Two League? Jamie. He yeah, I mean, we we were in one last week last mm-hmm. year, um, but I think the league that we were in disbanded or something, and so we got whatever. I don't know. I don't know the difference, but anyway. Um, all right, man, Steve, thank you for coming on, man. Thank uh, you. want to try to make this a weekly theme, man. I, I want to bring you on for some IDP stuff, so we'll have to talk in the on, on the back end and uh, figure out how that excellent. Okay, cool, man. Uh, but yeah, have a good night, and uh, we'll 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 do it again soon. All right, sounds good. Yeah, see you guys. All righty, Mike. Uh, so that is it, man. Um, pretty beat. She wrote. So I think we'll just close it out. Peace. Adios.